the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a whole industry in our country built around risk management. A lot of what risk management tries to do is to figure out ways to prevent you or your loved ones from ever feeling desperate. For me, between my employee benefits and personal insurance, tens of thousands of dollars are spent each year to manage my risk and try to keep me and my family from ever having to be in a desperate situation. There's health insurance, disability insurance, car insurance, house insurance, life insurance, identity insurance, not to mention social security payments and retirement programs and savings accounts. All trying to prevent times of desperation. Because desperation hurts. It's a terrible feeling to be desperately in need of something and not to be able to fix it. In our gospel reading today, we meet a desperate woman. Even worse than having a personal problem, this is a problem with the woman's daughter. This poor woman's daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. The devil and his angels are attacking the woman's beloved child, and there's nothing she can do. But she does have hope. She knows of someone who can help. Jesus of Nazareth can drive out demons. He's done so in Capernaum and around the Sea of Galilee. The woman hears that Jesus has come north to the coastal towns of Tyre and Sidon. And she goes to Jesus. He is her last hope, the last hope for her daughter. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and She's crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. The Canaanite woman knows who Jesus is. And Matthew lets us know that by recording her words, O Lord, son of David. In Matthew, only the disciples call Jesus Lord. This woman knows who Jesus is and what he can do, so she cries out, have mercy on me. She's desperate. Jesus can help. She cries out for mercy for her daughter, and Jesus is right there, and and Jesus ignores her. He does not answer her. The woman could give up right then and slink away, but the woman knows who Jesus is and what he can do. So she persists. And apparently she persists so well that she becomes annoying to the disciples who beg Jesus to send the woman away. A few weeks ago, we saw the disciples asking Jesus to send away the crowds of thousands who are hungry, and now they want to send away this woman in her annoyingly frantic state, in her moment of desperation. But she persists, because she knows who Jesus is and what he can do. 
The disciples want to send the woman away, but instead Jesus addresses the woman. And in addressing her, he seems to reject her. He answers, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Basically, I came to the children of Israel. You are a Canaanite, the enemy of Israel. Jesus has ignored her. Now he seems to reject her. The woman should get the hint and go away, but the woman knows who Jesus is and what he can do. And she cries out again, Lord, help me. Again, she calls Jesus Lord. But now Jesus gets really mean and nasty with the woman. And he answers, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This does not seem like the kind, loving, caring Jesus we learn about in Sunday school. Who is this Jesus and what is he doing? He calls this desperate woman a dog. Now it was common for the Jews to call the Canaanites dogs. It's an ethnic slur. The desperate woman is seeking help from Jesus and he ignores her. He rejects her. And then he calls her a dog. And yet the woman does not give up and go away because she knows who Jesus is and what he can do. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now Jesus responds to the woman in a way he does not respond to anyone else in the Gospel of Matthew. Then Jesus answers her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. A woman, great is your faith. Earlier in the boat on the water, Jesus tells the disciples that they have little faith. But this woman is said to have great faith. The woman knows that she does not deserve God's mercy. She knows she cannot earn God's mercy. She knows she is nothing compared to God. And yet she knows who Jesus is. And she knows what Jesus can do. And in her desperation, she knows Jesus is the answer. By responding in the way that he does, Jesus demonstrates this to everyone. When it comes to sin in your life, it's quite natural for you to always be looking for risk management. You look for ways to mitigate the risk of the consequences of sin by finding something that you can do to take away the punishment of sin. You desperately want to be able to do something or pay something so you can rely on your actions and not be desperate in the search for forgiveness. 
If only I would pray enough. If only I would read the Bible enough. If only I would volunteer enough. If only I would give enough. If only I could take control over my problem with sin. Then, then I wouldn't feel so vulnerable. So desperate. Martin Luther got himself excommunicated and sentenced to death because he opposed the sale of indulgences, which for a price removed the penalty for sin. What a wonderfully easy way to deal with sin. Just buy a certificate signed by the archbishop. Indulgences are a pretty straightforward risk management tool for sin. Too bad that they're a fraudulent invention. You are vulnerable to the penalty for sin. There is no managing the risk of sin. There's nothing you can do to take care of your sin issue. And your problem with sin is it's a problem to the core. You are by nature sinful and unclean. Now you should and can battle sin and temptation. You can and should strive to minimize sin of thought, word, and deed. But you cannot eliminate sin. You can't do it. You are a sinner and the wages of sin is eternal death and hell. And that leaves you in a place of desperation. You desperately need someone else to cure your sin problem. You're desperate and you have only one hope. You need Jesus. The good news is that you know who Jesus is. And you know what Jesus has done for you. You cry out, Lord, have mercy, knowing that Jesus is Lord and the Lord forgives you your sins. You know who Jesus is and you know what Jesus has done for you. Now at times it can seem that Jesus is ignoring you. You pray, Lord, please take away this sinful desire and it seems like nothing happens. It can seem like Jesus is there for others but not for you. It can seem that Jesus goes out of his way to leave you in desperation over past sins but none of these perceptions matter. You know who Jesus is and you know what he has done for you. Jesus is God in flesh. And he sacrificed himself on the cross to pay the price for your sin. He accomplishes what you cannot accomplish. Jesus sheds his blood for you and declares, It is finished. In a world that is all about me, 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 Jesus teaches that it's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. Jesus declares, I forgive you all your sins. And this is my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. When you find yourself caught up in desperate situations, when you feel like God is ignoring you and not giving you what you need, 
when you question whether or not you are even a Christian, do not give up. You are a beloved, baptized child of God. You have eternal life. You know who Jesus is. You know what he has done for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. <laughs>